Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. Hi, ladies, and welcome back. Before we dive into a new episode, I want to quickly tell you about my partnership with HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an easy-to-use client management platform where you can manage contracts, invoices, and workflows, track your time, create automated processes, and even create a customized portal for your clients to access. It's got everything, and I've partnered up with them to bring you an incredible offer. Just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link in the description to get 50% off your first year subscription. I love using HoneyBook for my business, but I love to save money even more. So if you need a client management software or have considered making the switch to HoneyBook, now is the time. Again, just use the code HaleyLuckadoo or click the link and save yourself $200 while simplifying your life. I promise you will not regret it. All right, ladies, if you tuned in to part one of our two-part Enneagram series, which aired last week, then you already know a little bit about our guest. Last time I spoke with Enneagram coach Christy Fountain, and she told us her whole story of how she got into coaching and working with the Enneagram. And she told us what the Enneagram is, a little bit about those nine different personality types that go along with the Enneagram and how you can find out yours. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely need to press pause and go tune into that one first, because today we are going to be chatting with Christy again and diving in a little bit more into the Enneagram and how your personality type really affects both your business and your relationships. Hi, Christy. Thank you so much for joining me again. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So last time we talked all about what the Enneagram is and what the nine types are and just hit kind of the basics of what it all is and how it works. This time I would love to dive a little deeper into how knowing your number can really benefit your business, your relationships, and even your communication style. Awesome. I'm ready. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm super excited. So let's start with your business. What are the different ways that knowing your number and being able to, to apply those like strengths and weaknesses and knowing you know, your lines of growth and lines of stress, how can those things positively affect your business? How can knowing that stuff help you to run a better business and a more productive one? I cannot see any situation in which using the Enneagram to understand your business and your your clients, I don't see a situation where that doesn't work well. Like it is so powerful to understand 
your specific strengths as that dominant type, or even understanding your subtype and all the things like that we talked about in the previous episode. And you can use your Enneagram information to really hone in on your strengths and challenges. And then also, you know, looking at what you resonate with about your type and about your subtype and all the things and integration lines and wings and things. Um, It can really show you where you can put in efforts that will feel like less effort to you. You know, if you hone in on your strengths um, and really use them in your business, then you're doing work. You're doing less work while you do work, right? So if there's strengths, it just comes easy to you. So apply those things first and foremost to your business. And then it also shows you where your challenges lie. So that's also based on where in your Enneagram um, information you have challenges within your dominant type, or maybe you're leaning too much on one wing. Maybe you take on the traits of one of your wings, but your other one is like severely impaired or um, underdeveloped. So if you picture a bird and you have like one really strong wing on one side and just a gimpy little wing on the other, um, you're not going to fly well. So balancing out those wings and seeing where your challenges lie. So, okay, well, one of my wings is really developed, but my challenge is that on the other side of that, let's say you have a three wing that's not very developed. Well, that's your achiever, your being able to be on the stage and show up in the world, like in your physical body and really attain goals. If that's not, if that's your less, least developed wing, then that's a room for growth and that's a a growth edge for you. So it tells you what your strengths and challenges are and which of your goals are attainable. So like in the present moment. And so if you have goals that based on what you know about all of your Enneagram things, you don't have the skills yet. It shows you where those challenges are. And therefore by highlighting those and pointing them out, you can actually work to build those skills to attain those goals. But as you are in the present moment, if those goals aren't attainable, then you know exactly how to get there from point A to point B. Whereas if you didn't know the Enneagram or apply that in your business in this way, you just have goals and probably feel frustrated and not understand why you're not meeting some of those goals. Whereas using the Enneagram, you can definitely define which of those are immediately accessible and attainable and which of those are not and what you need to do to fill the gap. I think that's so, it's so interesting to, and I love that you mentioned the bird analogy, because I think that just puts it in perspective because I feel like, like I said last time, I feel like so often it's like, oh, it's just another personality test and you get a result and that just is what it is. And then you don't really use it to apply it to your life, apply it to your business, apply it to your relationships. And I know for me personally, I'm a one and, you know, we mentioned before, one of those big traits is like being a perfectionist and being really hard on yourself. And that's all very true of me, Mm -hmm. but knowing that, you know, when I go to hire people or when I go to outsource things or when I'm working with somebody else and collaborating with them, I do tend to be harder on them than I probably should. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's bad enough when you're hard on yourself, but when you're being hard on other people, it can really affect your relationships, especially in business. And so knowing that that's something that I had to really put work into to, you know, not be so judgmental about the way they work and not be, you know, so 
it's good to be organized, but it's not necessarily good to only have one way to do things. And I feel like as a type one, a lot of us ones tend to think that our way is the best way. Um, and so, you know, just knowing all of that really helped my business relationships and just my relationships in general with knowing how to kind of tone that back a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of highlighting another reason why the Enneagram really matters in your business, which in my mind, there's like three reasons why the Enneagram even matters. And one of them is what you just said, which is having a business is a social experience and you have to deal with all kinds of people. And a misconception I had when I was younger was like, okay, we all kind of are humans and we have all all the same tendencies, temptations, strengths, like Maybe people are a little different, but like in general, we're kind of the same and this person should behave this way. Why aren't they behaving this way? This is what I would do. And so the Enneagram can show you that people are just different, you know, like we don't all have the same motivations or the same way of tackling something. And so that's really important. And the second is that our blind spots are what's holding us back. So blind spots being the things that are subconscious to us, our patterns that we just cannot really, we're not tuned into them on a conscious level. There are things that are kind of happening behind the, scene, behind the scenes. We're like um, in our sleeping personality, you know, just when we're letting our personality take the wheel, we don't really know. And that's what you were saying. Like you you know, you learned your type and you were like, oh, shoot, you know, this is my tendency to interact with people. This is how I interact with people. Okay, how can I balance that out? It doesn't mean you're a bad person for having those tendencies or that you should skirt around people's personalities a lot. But you basically discovered that there were other ways to behave that would be more successful in, in getting done what you wanted to get done and that certain things were getting in the way, your personality patterns some of them were getting in the way of achieving things that you wanted to achieve with people. And then the third reason why the Enneagram matters in business is that, especially if you're an entrepreneur or a woman or a woman in business is that you, you are extremely unique and you have your own challenges and gifts and your motivation for doing something is often not what not not the same motivation as other people have. And so it's this deeply personal journey that you're on. So you're not just a woman in a business, just like these other women in business, you know, you are a deeply unique person and your way of going about business may not look the same as somebody else's or, you know, you're calling your you know, you were designed a different way and what works for some people doesn't work for other people. And that's because of these gifts and challenges. And so another application for using the Enneagram in business, aside from just looking at where your strengths and challenges lie, is knowing how to take healthy action for you. So look at your strengths and challenges and apply your strengths and recognize your challenges and gain skills to overcome them. And then secondly, use the Enneagram to know what healthy looks like for you because it is different for all the nine types and there's very specific ways inside of your dominant type and subtype, et cetera, that are healthy for you, but may not be healthy for other people. 
And the third area of Enneagram application in your business is to know what it means for you to be specifically better, like knowing what skills you need and, and knowing that not just to prove yourself, you know, gaining these skills, but really to reach the goals that you have. And again, just like knowing what healthy action is for you, knowing what skills you need to, to gain is another way to balance out your personality. So for example, for a type four, if you're an entrepreneur or you're in business, a type four tends to withdraw. Um, and these are just tendencies, but you know, social engagement and connection feels overwhelming often. And so getting new skills for a type five would look like, okay, what's my gap? I have these goals. I want to create a business that looks like X, Y, and Z. Well, how am I going to get there? Well, I can look and see that what, what it looks like to be better for me as a five is to start slowly building relationships and making connections, even if, for, even if they're not for a long duration, but just feeling okay and, and seeing my energy as unlimited and that I can make these connections and it's not going to deplete me. And that doesn't mean you have to be overtly social, but just gaining that skill, flexing that muscle of being able to connect with people on a relational level is really healthy. And that would make a quote unquote better five. So somebody who's healthier and you just gained a new skill, you know, that maybe a three doesn't need to gain because they're already overtly socially connected, right? So I wouldn't give an, you know, the advice to a three, like you really need to start making connections in order to be um, better in your business or you need this you need this new skill they don't need that skill they've already overly used that skill and they need to do the opposite so for a five and a three knowing what's healthy and knowing what makes them better are completely different things does that make sense it does and I love this is why I love the Enneagram and this is why I love this conversation so much because I, I feel like some people get you know a little unhappy with the result that they got or they don't really feel like the Enneagram, you know, is worth much to them because they really aren't looking at it for what it is, which is the fact that we all have weaknesses and we're all different. We all have different strengths and weaknesses, but we all have them. And right. so if you're using the Enneagram correctly, you're able to pinpoint, like you said, all of those strengths and weaknesses and all of those areas that you need to grow in. And if you're willing to really use it the way you should, then it's a great applicator to lead you down those paths of what you need to work on, the new skills you do need to obtain to be a more well-rounded person and be a better person. And I love that you pointed out that, you know, everybody's business journey looks different because I feel like especially nowadays, you know, we live in such a social media run world, you know, everybody gets that feeling like they're not necessarily good enough because we're looking at all of these other people and all we're seeing is what they put out on Instagram or, you know, what they've achieved lately. And we're not seeing their weaknesses. We're not seeing the things that they had to overcome and the road that it took for them to get there. And so we're just comparing our beginning or our middle to their end and it makes it hard. And we all kind of feel a little bit of imposter syndrome and, and low self-esteem because of those things. 
And like you said, if you'll look at the Enneagram like an application to build up your weaknesses, to gain new skills, to really dive into your personal journey because it is going to be different than everybody else's, then it can be a really great tool for you in your business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I feel like there's, there's this opportunity for any of you out there who struggle with, you know, either trusting that this is some weird woo-woo like thing, um, or maybe you struggle with um, not really wanting to be pigeonholed into um, a type or a typing system. But these are the kind of things that you'll miss out on if you kind of keep that wall up and you miss out on this opportunity because yeah, you're kind of, you know, narrowing it down and saying these are my patterns or these tend to be my patterns. It doesn't mean there's other things involved, but knowing that there's this great opportunity to step into the gloriousness of who you are and really embrace those things and really understand where your strengths are and improve your, you know, your tool belt, like add new things that you didn't even know you needed without the Enneagram and So if you feel like resistance to wanting to type yourself in any sort of personality thing that we talked about in the previous session, I, I, these are the things you're going to miss out on for sure. Yeah. I just, I, this is so cool. I'm like fascinated by this. Yeah. And I think too, and we kind of touched on this a little in the last session and then you touched on it just, just now, but I think too, yeah, it benefits your business, but it also really benefits you you know, as a leader or as an employer. And I mean, I think about all the times that I've had to hire somebody or outsource to somebody or was just collaborating with another person or um, just anything like that. And especially, I love getting to know my coaching clients Enneagram number for this very reason. It really changes the way you communicate with people. Mm -hmm. So not only by knowing your number, Mm -hmm. but if you know the person's number that you're talking to, if you know their type, then the way, if I'm a one, the way I communicate with my husband, who's a six is different than the way I need to communicate with my brother, who's a three, because they understand things differently and they take things differently. And I have to be a little more straightforward with my brother because he's an achiever and he's like, get to the point. Cause you're wasting my time. <laughs> Efficiency. Yeah. It's, it's hundred yeah. percent. He's like, what, you know, I'll go to tell him something and he he'll stop me, you know, halfway through and he'll go, what is the point of this? <laughs> just wants you to get to the end. Whereas yeah. my husband, who's a six, you kind of have to tell him things in a more like, positive way. Like if you're going to tell him something bad, you need to start with why it's not that bad because he's going to go into this like, oh my gosh, the world is ending kind of attitude. And so you have to talk to them differently. And so even knowing how I communicate as a one, it's different based on who I'm talking to. And so I think that's Mm -hmm. especially important in business because if you're hiring people, if you're coaching people, if you're working with anybody else in any kind of way, knowing that can be super beneficial. And so obviously it starts with you knowing yourself, you knowing how you communicate, where your strengths and weaknesses are. But if you can know that about the person that you're collaborating with, that you're working with, then it can really be a game changer for that working relationship. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're amazing for doing what I call playing to type, but I talked about this a little bit in my Instagram account, I think a couple of weeks ago, but you're describing playing to type and there's just like anything else within the Enneagram, you want to find balance. So there's, you know, unhealthy playing to type to average to healthy. And so it basically means you are altering the way you interact with somebody and kind of managing your personality patterns so that you can communicate better with the other person that may not be your same type or have the same communication style. And so when you're doing this with the goal of communicating better, then it's a healthy thing. Um, If you're doing it to walk on eggshells to protect yourself, then playing to type can be an unhealthy thing. Like, oh, I don't want to upset this person because I know they're an eight and, you know, I'm afraid or whatever. So there's like, ranges there's balance to find there as well um but yeah for sure if if you're especially if you're in a team environment or especially coaching it's such a great tool to you know level the playing field a little bit and and come from the same place and meet that person halfway for sure knowing your type and knowing the other person's type i think it just gets sticky when you start dancing around people you know a little more than is necessary or allowing unhealthy behaviors or skirting around unhealthy behaviors that prevent the person from taking responsibility for their own patterns. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I totally agree with that. Okay. I think it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So dealing with business, you're, it's good. Even if you don't know the person's Enneagram type, your clients, any, or your, your clients, Enneagram type to kind of just keep your type and your you know, issues or your strengths in mind when you're dealing with anybody and know that like they may not be your same type or understand things the same way as you, but it doesn't mean it's better or worse, or you can just meet that person halfway and know that you can communicate better based on what you know about the Enneagram. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited we had this conversation, both parts, because like I said, you know, in the past session, I think it's just going to be super, super helpful to everybody with really understanding why the Enneagram is important. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, I've in the last year seen a lot of different Enneagram resources, read a lot of books, listened to a lot of podcasts, you know, everything I could get my hands on. But a lot of times if I hear episodes about the Enneagram and it's not an Enneagram specific podcast, it it seems really basic. It's like, here are the nine types. Here's what they are. There's not anything really deeper to it. Here's how you take the test. And it's not a deep dive that I know it is, that a lot of people know it is. And so I think a lot of people hear those types of episodes and they're like, oh, it's just another personality test. It's so basic, Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I'm glad we got to kind of, you know, I know there's a million other aspects of it that we didn't even get to touch on, but at least we kind of noted that you know, it is something a lot deeper than what a lot of people think it is. And it is something that you can use for your business, for your relationships, and even just to grow as a person. And so I'm so thankful for this conversation. I'm so thankful that you gave us your time because I think this is going to be so great for our listeners. Yay. And one last thing, um, t- cause you just brought up relationships and that's just a whole other yeah. <laughs> minefield, right? So just I wanted to give you this before we stop, but you can apply the Enneagram in your business and then you, the very similar things you can apply to your relationship. So 
the benefit of using the Enneagram in either of those is relatively the same. So self-awareness of your personality patterns, releasing your old patterns when they're not working for you. You know, when you keep going, why do I keep doing that? Or, okay, that's still not working for me. I need something else. Um, Adopting new patterns. That's the something else. Knowing what's unhealthy for you specifically, because it may look very different from other people. Improving your communication, which we talked about. Knowing which self-care to focus on the most. What your definition of self-care is. Because right in society right now and in Instagram, it's just all about self-care, self-love. But That can mean very different things for different people. Understanding what motivates you. And then in business, understanding business dynamics, which we talked about. And then also envisioning your business, right? Because, and even envisioning your relationship, because based on your strengths and your challenges, you can get a more realistic, attainable goal for your business if you understand yourself more deeply. And same with your relationship, envisioning what an ideal relationship would look like to you and how you can get there. Yeah, 100%. Well, Christy, thank you so much. And since we're at the end of the episode, I do want to do a lightning round with you. We ask our guests these questions at the end of every episode. So are you ready? I think so. <laughs> okay. They're just fun. Okay. So okay, light, okay. Lighthearted answers. Um, so what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? I make coffee and I go downstairs and I grab my computer and I open it. I love it. I get so excited. I just get so excited. I wake up and I, I'm like, okay, ready to go to work. Cause my husband will be like, no, stay in bed. And I'm like, I got to go to work. And I love it. I just, I'm so excited, excited about what I do truly. I envy you because I do not get up with any level of excitement. <laughs> I'm not a morning person. I don't like to get up. It can be nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. And so it feels late to everybody else. And I still don't like it. So I envy that in you. I didn't used to be, I used to be a complete night owl and I think I still am, but I have a baby now. So like Ah, my stay up till four in the morning tendencies are gone. That'll do it. That'll definitely do it. (laughs) All right. What is the last book that you read? Ooh, good question. I'm actually reading something even more woo-woo than the Enneagram, if you can believe that. Um, (laughs) It's called The Gene Keys Golden Path, um, and it relates to human design, which I am absolutely into right now. And I'm working with my friend Jess from um, at Learn Human Design on Instagram, and we are combining the two systems, so human design plus Enneagram, in order to live out your design as a human being and your calling um, in healthy ways based on your Enneagram type. That's so cool. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. I'll definitely have to check that one out then. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. Um, what is one item that you recommend to everyone? So this can be like an item, a service, anything you want, sky's the limit, but what's something that you think everybody has to have? It's a good question. Okay. Canva. There you go. Canva is everything. I am surprised we have not had anybody say Canva yet. Canva is everything. Somebody said, oh, well, I'm not as good of a graphic designer as a graphic designer as you. And I said, Kate, I, I don't do graphic design. I use <laughs> Like it's, it does everything. It, I do all my classes with Canva, all of my Instagram posts, literally everything is Canva. Yep. I love Canva. I use it for everything too. 
but I'm amazed that we have not had anybody say that yet. Yeah. So that's a good one. That's a great okay, recommendation. Good. Good. Yep. <laughs> I love it's it. It's so easy. Yeah. Last question. What is either your favorite quote or the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, goodness, girl. It's a tough one. <laughs> oh, boy. You're making this Enneagram for like, go deep, deep, deep. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, this is totally a four response, but I'm just thinking, <laughs> and because I'm a four, I have to take it to a sad place. So journey with me to the depths of sadness. <laughs> um, I love it. So I remember my mom used to tell me, Christy, you are beautiful, but you're just different. You're a different kind of beautiful. And I remember, and I like, I remember feeling like, I'm, that means I'm bad or that means I'm not good enough. Or like, I took that as a confirmation of how I really felt, which is, you know, separated from others, isolated, different, and not, not good way, you know, outcast kind of thing. But as I've grown up to be, you know, 38 years old now, I, I look back on her saying that and I was like, she was right. And she didn't mean it as a, like, you're, ugly or like the things you do don't matter or you don't have a light that shines. It was more like you are a unique person. And she saw that from the beginning, like you are different and you are like set apart in a good way. Like she was trying to say, like, be who you are, stand in the light of your own being, like be confident because you're different. You're not like these other people. You are amazing. But I think that really goes to show like kind of after we you know, maybe after seven or so years old, we have the story we tell ourselves about ourselves and it's kind of like stuck in cement for a while when we're growing up. And then we get to be 21 and our prefrontal cortex develops and we become able to have just a higher level of like complex thinking and we can understand ourselves better and see ourselves and reflect. And it's so great because this thing, this message that I received, you know, if I look on my Enneagram fourness, I took it as like this bad thing that just reinforced this idea that I, I had in my mind, like the story that I made up that I wasn't good enough or pretty enough or like normal enough. But what she was saying was a message that I now take as an adult who has worked with the Enneagram, like, no, you are enough. You are unique and you are beautiful and you are talented and just you are different from other people and be who you are, like stand in the light of your own glory and beauty and, and just see yourself, see, see that person for who she is and use those gifts, which is really what she was saying. And it's taken the Enneagram and 10 years of work to really work through all that. So thanks mom. I love that. That's so, you said it was going to get sad, but I don't think it really got sad. I think that was really beautiful. And your mom obviously gave you fabulous advice. <laughs> and I think it's something we've probably all struggled with at one time or another. And mm -hmm. so I think everybody will relate to it in some way as they're listening. Yeah. So great advice. Love it. So everybody listening, Christy is one of the co-hosts of God bless the Enneagram, the podcast. She mentioned that earlier. So if you want to hear more about the Enneagram and hear more from Christy, that's probably a great place to do it because I know I've tuned into a few episodes and they are wonderful. So definitely check that out. But Christy, will you tell everybody where else they can find you online? So I am on Instagram at Christy, K-R-I-S-T-Y dot fountain, like fountain of youth. And I have, I do 
you know, business and personal coaching using the Enneagram and kind of a psychological taste take on the Enneagram, Enneagram uh, chart readings. And I also teach classes. So I just released a Enneagram class for types two, three, and four that are in the heart triad in the Enneagram. And if you don't know what that means, that's great because that class is going to be perfect for you. And you can find that um, through my Instagram page, or you can find me at christyfountain.com. So yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I get so excited to do these things and just share this golden nugget of information that quite literally changed my life. And I know it will never stop improving things until the very end. So yes, well, thank you for joining me because like I said, I really do feel like these episodes are going to be so beneficial and I'm just honored that you took time out of your life to come share all of this information and expertise with us. And I know it's going to help somebody out there. I know you answered a few of my questions and I'm just always excited to talk about the Enneagram and learn more about it. So getting to hear just your advice about it and, and the way you were talking about things was so wonderful even just for me. And I'm sure our listeners are going to feel the same way. So thank you so much for your time. Awesome. You're welcome. And um, if you go to my website too, there's a free download that's basically goes into depth into those descriptions. If anybody wants to review the descriptions for themselves as well and kind of what all the Enneagram terminology is. So if you want to go a little deeper with it, you can find a freebie on my website as well. Yes. And we will absolutely link that in the show notes too. So everybody go check that out. But Christy, thank you so much. Thank you, Haley. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.